This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour three. Yes, hour three of the program. You know, it must be a special day, Cam, when we're bringing you an extra hour of Sportsnet today. Real marathon today. Grinding it out. Bringing you the best coverage of Calgary Flames locker cleanout day that you'll find anywhere in the city. Where else but here? We've been on it since it started this morning. Brought you a couple of them live earlier in hour one, but spinning you through all the players you want to hear from in their final day here in Calgary as a team, grabbing their personal belongings, heading out their separate ways for the spring and summertime, and of course, uh, getting that last media availability and questions about the future for pending UFAs. Questions being asked of some of the star players as to what happened this season. We've already heard from Lindholm, Weger, Backlund, Tanev, Coleman, Markstrom, Huberto. You can find all of those up on our podcasts at Sportsnet 960 uh, on our socials for links and some of the best quotes from the day. Check it out all there at Sportsnet 960 podcasts. Up, Cam's got them listed, so you can go back and hear from your uh, favorite specific player or who you've been most looking forward to hearing from on the program. Still to come this hour, uh, in just moments, we'll hear from Tyler Toffoli and Rasmus Anderson after career years for both of them. How about uh, Nikita Zadorov? He spoke to the media as well. Milan Lucic and Noah Hannafin still to come as well. Milan Lucic finally... Finishing up that large contract that he signed as a free agent with the Edmonton Oilers. But what does his future hold now in the NHL and maybe with the Calgary Flames? He talked about that and more. So lots to come uh, still in this extra hour of Sportsnet today. Flames talk is coming up around the corner with Pat Steinberg. So we'll have more coverage of this uh, throughout the day. Uh, yes, as you continue to ask, uh, and I'll continue to tell you, Daryl Sutter and Brad Treliving will not speak to the media on this Friday. They're continuing player exit interviews, uh, wrapping up all sorts of different uh, end-of-year tasks that will prevent them from uh, speaking today, but uh, we do have uh, assurances from the Flames that they will speak to the media in the coming days. It just won't happen today. So no Sutter, no Treliving, but of course when they do speak, you'll have it here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, we've been doing this all day as well. Uh, integrating you on the text line if you're listening live, 960-960 as the comments come in, as the players uh, go through their different media veils, your thoughts always welcome uh, on the fan feedback line at 960-960. Let's head back to the Scotiabank Saddledome. Hear from those two players I mentioned, Tyler Toffoli and Rasmus Anderson. A career year for Tyler Toffoli, who will be eligible to sign an extension this summer. 
And for Rasmus Anderson, what an interesting year for him. Um, talks uh, a lot about going back to that incident he had in Detroit where he was hit by a car when he was on the scooter, how that affected him during this season. Lots to get to with two veteran members of the Flames. Here's Tyler Toffoli and Rasmus Anderson on Locker Cleanout Day. Tyler, how much of the water showed up? I think if you look at it, um, just look at the uh, overtime and shootout losses um, first, and that's, what, 17 games or 16. Um, so it's definitely frustrating in regards to that. And if we could win half those games, and you know, we'd still be playing. Does that make it spin more than your teams who've been out of it for a couple days? Does that make pain? How close you guys were? Yeah, no, it, it definitely makes it. Uh, worse, I've been in this uh, position before with uh, when we were in LA, and uh, it was honestly the exact same situation. We were we were close and a couple shootout losses and whatever it was, but um, it sucks. But we gotta you know move forward and um, you know start thinking about next year, I guess. Are you UFA next summer? Are you open to potentially signing an extension this summer? Yeah, I mean, I talked to Tree today, and um, definitely want to have some discussions, but um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think Lindy said that you know he has a year left and whatever, but uh, it's the same for me. So um, you have to uh, just prepare like normal, and hopefully I can get something done. If if not, then um, just play and and just try and have another good year. Does it make it frustrating here? Where does it really you have a career here. What, why did it work so well for you individually? Honestly, it, uh, I don't want to sound selfish, but you know things just worked for me. It uh, it. Um, you know, I got some bounces, obviously hit some posts and, and whatever, but at the same time, I um, I had a, I had a good year. It, uh, it w- obviously was was helpful playing with with Lindy all year, and he's uh, he's an amazing player. And um, I got a really good opportunity, and I just tried to take advantage of it. Does it make it all the more frustrating that you had the year that you had, and it still didn't result in a postseason berth? Definitely. I, at the end of the day, you want to you want to be playing. You want to be playing in the playoffs and and playing meaning, meaningful games and. Um, it uh, for sure hurts, but at the same time, you, you just got to move forward and you just got to keep trying to, to get better and, and keep going. How much does the future of your coach and your general manager play into your decision to potentially come back here? I mean, I, I've had a great experience here in Calgary, and um, I love Daryl. I, I love the city here. Uh, my wife, she, she loves it too. So, um, like I said, I, I still have another another year, and, um, I want to get something done, but if, if not, then, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Razzie, where does this year rank in your time here? Is uh, your level of frustration or, or your ability to not go to where you want to be? Um, second worst. COVID year sucked. Um, so, yeah, second worst. It's, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating and uh, it's, uh, it's painful to sit here and, uh, you know, trying to explain what what happened and um that kind of stuff but um yeah it just it sucks put your finger on i know there's a lot of areas you can look at i'm sure as a big picture i think uh i think ty here uh said it it's you know the overtime losses the one goal games um you know if you if we win half of them we would have been in so um yeah, frustrating, obviously, and um, it's just, um, yeah, it's um, it's painful, and uh, 
especially with uh, you know us being in so many games and not coming out on the winning side of them. How long did it take for you to maybe feel back to normal, if that's the right word, after what happened in Detroit? Mm. I'll let you know when I'm back to normal <laughs> because I'm still not. Um, you know, I, I, I felt great until the accident and then um, just my body has been hurting every day since. And um, and it, it it's, you know, it's it's tough. You, you, you want to get back to playing as quick as possible. But looking back at it, I probably rushed it with, you know, three, four games and... Um, and you know my uh, my back is still uh, still pretty sore from the accident, so um, it's uh, it's been a battle last uh, last two months, and um, yeah, I'm gonna definitely need some rest here. You mentioned the physical side, mentally too. Earlier in the year, you touched on the trauma side of it. Has that kind of eased up, or are you still feeling that mental side? Uh, a little bit. Um, I try to move on from stuff, and. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's tough. Uh, you know, every time you see a scooter or something, you you think of it. So, <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, it's gonna take some time for sure. And uh, but I think just the body's just being sore. It's it's probably the the hardest thing. And um, and yeah. So as I said, I'm just gonna try to rest my body and um, then you know get back to work. When the season goes like this and the expectations were so high and the buzz was so exciting coming in, is, is it hard to block out the, the outside negativity as the year's going on and not going the way you want? Um, I mean, you live in Canada, right? It's People love to talk about hockey and people love to fish and try to find stories where there's no stories. So, um, you know, it's... Um, I mean, you you read it, you see it, but at the end of the day, you, you just got to know, you got to believe in yourself and believe in the group. And um, you know, we we obviously didn't have the year we we wanted to, but you know, we battled all the way to the end and uh, try to we tried to um, you know get, get the ship right. And um, unfortunately, we came we came up short, so um, it, it's tough. And um, you know, you you live and you learn. Talk about believing in the group. You believe that if you ran it back next year, you guys could contend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, with a with a cap, with a cap uh, is what it is. You probably can't bring back everyone, but um, yeah, you know, we, we believe in this group, and uh, we came up short this year, and um, you know, there'll probably be some changes, and um, which it is in every team, you know, after a season. So. Um, but yeah, you know it's uh, you look at the paper side of it, and uh, we have a we have a good team on the paper. What's the biggest thing you learned going through this past six months? Biggest thing I learned? Yeah, like that you hope the team kind of learns as a group. Just to stick with it, it's um, it's been um, it's been a kind of a roller coaster of a year for me personally, and uh, for the team as well. So. Um, you know, you you learn that you got to stick with it. You got to you got to fight all the way to the end. And um, we still came up short, but um, you know, we have a we have a great team, and uh, we have a lot of good personalities in the room. Rasmus, just a to touch on the back injury. Is that just more rehab or just rest, or do you need surgery? No, I don't need surgery. I just I I honestly just need rest. It's uh, it's been uh, it's it's been tough last last two months. It's been tough. 
Taylor, did you hear from Team Canada, and, and if so, what was the answer? Yeah, I'm um, still uh, trying to figure that out and uh, talk to my wife and see what we want to do. And uh, it's definitely uh, appealing to me, and um, we'll we'll see with the, the next couple of days here. Raz, would the body prevent you from yeah, considering? Yeah, no, I yeah, I unfortunately I'd say no. Oh, not to keep circling back to that, but you, how frustrating is it for you that something like that that was out of your control kind of derailed your season in a way? You know, it's as I said, you know, you 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 live and you learn, and and you know, you you try to you try to see the positive in each and everything that happened and honestly I was I was just thankful I was alive when I woke up in the hospital it's um it was scary and uh sure the last what 20 games didn't didn't feel uh, the way it should feel and um but you know you you try to battle through it and uh so you know you, you learn from it and uh you you try to find a, a positive in it you mentioned Daryl, and, and there is sort of speculation about his future. Wait, what don't we see behind the scenes, or what would you like? What would you say the reasons he should be back? Like, what, what would would you describe your relationship him as, and all that? I mean, I think I've you know my relationship with Daryl is is for sure unique in regards to I've I've known him for uh, my whole career, right? So, um, like I said, I I love him as a coach. I think he's the best coach I've ever had personally, and. Um, he holds he holds everybody accountable and uh, he makes you work. So um, at the end of the day, I, you know he's he's our boss and and he makes the the decisions for when we're playing and, and everything. So that's how I I view it and um, you know I, I I like him as as my coach and um, yeah. Considering all the changes that happened in the off season, all the new players that came in from your vantage points, what was it like trying to help everyone? get adjusted to Daryl in the system from a non-ice and an off-ice perspective? I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy um, with with any coach. Uh, you know, moving to a new city, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's tough. And for me personally, coming here last year, the transition was, was easier for me because I, you know, I knew half the guys on the team. And uh, I had Daryl as my coach before. So it's it for sure was would have been tough. And um, I wish it went better and easier or whatever you want to call it um but it is what it is that is tyler Tafoli and rasmus anderson speaking to the media on locker cleanout day uh, as you heard from tyler very interested in uh contract extension talks should they progress this summer also has been invited to team canada for the world championships but has not made a decision yet also heard that rasmus did indeed receive one of those invites from team sweden as well but had to decline as uh, he's still rehabbing uh, part of that injury from the scooter accident that uh, he suffered uh, when being hit by a car in Detroit. So interesting to uh, to hear from Rasmus and hear how much that's you know been an issue for him going into the the last half of the season since that happened. Uh, we're not always privy to full injury information, but clearly something that was bothering him uh, down the stretch. Uh, more of your text at nine six zero nine six zero while we were hearing those. You can continue to send them in uh, all afternoon long to the fan feedback line. Uh, Jeffrey from Dalehousie says, uh, please do not let Tree go. He's been amazing since he arrived and has made the best out of every situation. Honest, hardworking, relentless. He was the GM of the year this summer, pulled things 
out of the fire, put the pieces in place. He can't play the games. Kevin B in Silver Springs. Uh, should we learn from the past? Last time we got rid of Daryl, we crapped out until he returned and got us to the Western semis last year. Are we being too quick to react by getting rid of Sutter? What does a world without him look like? And if we replace him, who is that replacement? Uh, this text is maybe the best plan of action is to trade all these expiring contracts through the season next year, get as much as we can back, and do a two- to five-year rebuild with all the assets coming back. We'd reap a great haul when you look at these guys that are expiring. Uh, Brent in Northwest Calgary, regular texter, says, uh, I've heard a lot of dejected and disappointed Flames players today. Although it's a fresh wound, the time will heal. What they said is true and worthy of ownership's careful consideration. This offseason will be very telling. My head says to blow it up. My heart says that it's possibly an overreaction. Time will tell. Flames all the way. I was very excited watching the game with those rookies on the ice. The future is bright. If the right coach is found to work with this team, did Daryl find his personality while cleaning out the locker or his office? And uh, what do we got here? Uh, this one from JR. Sutter lost the room at the midway point of the season. Brad T is not a GM. Craig Conroy for GM. Jelena Babcock or Boudreaux for head coach. Package Marky and Z. Get a top-notch D-man addition and let Wolf platoon with Vidar. Play with speed meaning young guns to be elevated to the big club. I would not want to play for Mr. Negativity, Daryl Sutter. Uh, we heard from Tyler Foley and Rasmus Anderson. Let's hear from Nikita Zadorov now, his uh, end-of-the-season media availability at the Scotiabank Saddledome a little earlier on today. There were some bright spots this year, but I think overall it's kind of even here uh, with the feeling it didn't go the way anyone wanted. So where from your vantage point did you see it on the big picture get away from the well, we just weren't good enough, I feel, in uh, particular moments in the game when we had to finish the game, get a big goal or shut it down or uh, win overtime game, you know. So I think there was, it's kind of hard to pick one thing. There was uh, a lot of different things, say, underperforming from our side, definitely. Um, kind of cost us some games, lost some stupid games against bad teams. So I think that's definitely... Uh, Took some points from us, but we were like three short of the playoffs. So I think that was, it's kind of hard to, you got to look at the big picture, you know. I think uh, there's still some positivities. There's still some guys had a great years, you know. There's some young kids uh, had some impact in our team as well, I think. And uh, so we just got to look in the mirror in the summer and kind of come back better the individuals for sure. There was a stretch of games in February where you had good teams like Vegas, Colorado, and then a home game against Boston. And I know those games didn't go your way. How did those games affect the confidence of, of your group at that point? Well, I mean, every time you win, your confidence le level raises, but then you lose, it goes down. If you have a bad game, it goes down. So it's definitely like it's mixed emotions. That's the like that's the reality of being a professional hockey player, right? Like you, you go through ups and downs during the year, and you have to deal with it. I mean, coaches helping you deal with it, your family helping you deal with it, at least. Uh, so I think uh, it's just, I mean, when you're on the run, like it gives you confidence a lot. I think our team had a lot of confidence, like post deadline. I think we were 11-4 and four, right? But like I said, it was just it wasn't enough big plays this year what kinda kept us in the playoffs. Finishing only two points behind the Jets for the final playoff spot, does that almost make it harder? 
because of those 48 one-goal games and 17 <coughs> overtime and shootout losses and the points you'd left on the table? Well, I mean, I can probably name you like 15 games where we piss it off kind of pretty much, right? The, the game against Ottawa and leading 3-1, two minutes left, we give up two goals, uh, six and five, then lost in overtime. Game against Boston, we were up, we lost in overtime. Uh, the Chicago game, Detroit game at home, uh, the three Chicago games, yeah, like they, the, the bad teams, we, we lost to Anaheim at home too. Like so, the, just the I think if you look at it, I don't think we were good enough at home as well. So I think the home record it wasn't great. It wasn't hard place to play for opposite team, and then we just gotta for sure kind of come back where we had the year before that when the teams come here and they were getting smoked. I know you yeah. only had a few days to reflect on it, but looking back. Why do you think the team struggled at home, and why do you think the team struggled against non-playoff teams? I mean, I don't like to kind of soft it up, but the schedule was awful this year, for sure. Like NHL got to do something. That that was just we flew to East three times in one month, and then twice to New York. Why we can like compare, like get all the games together in New York, and then because it's so hard on the body, you play back to back there, then you fly back in the West. Time difference, you don't get enough sleep, you're tired, you have no emotions when you go. So if you look at a record post um, long road trip, like we pretty much lost every game, and we had no jump, no energy, nothing, and all the teams coming kind of like fresh. So I think just the schedule was. Super brutal this year for us. It's the flying. Like, we leave so far. We have to fly a lot, so you got to make it easier for the teams like that. The teams on the East, they fly for 20 minutes. They For sure, it's an advantage for them. Did you find the, the players sort of bought into the method and approach of the coaching staff this season, Nikita? Well, I mean, we, like, yeah, I mean, you have to, right? Like, that's why he's a coach. you got to listen to him. He's not just there for standing or something. Like, uh, I mean, it's definitely a different group. Uh, it's definitely different personalities this year compared to last year. I mean, um, the checking part, the defensive part, if you look at the numbers, some numbers went up, some numbers went down. I think our offensive numbers kind of stayed the same. Our defensive number went down a little bit, goal against and everything. So you can say yes or no. You can say some, some games yes, some games no. So I don't think it was enough consistency like in the buying in and the coaching stuff for sure. So, so was that those different personalities, did that maybe affect team chemistry and, and the way you guys bonded as, as people? Or Well, we got new guys. We lost two superstars last year, right, two 100-point guys. So it, uh, the, the management tried to scramble. I think three, actually, you got to give them credit, like, the first GM ever probably didn't get fired after he lost two guys, right? <laughs> so it was it was uh, it was really good summer for him. I think he he kind of like limited the damage for sure. He brought UB, he brought Nas. They're really good players for us. Yes, it takes time for them to adjust. And I mean, I personally believe they're going to be unbelievable for this franchise for a long time, and they have long contracts here. So Wiggsy has been really good. He picked it up during the year. I think he was our best demon past 40 games for sure so you get a like I mean it was just it was just a tough year overall like like it was just lots of ups and downs and not enough consistency like I said but I think the management like did a good job like it, it was tough summer for our franchise so like they did a good job to replace the guys for sure even if some of those even if those superstars as you mentioned were replaced and Huberto and Kadri are good players is it fair to say that maybe this team might still need like a game breaker or a superstar how would you see it 
But I mean, we have enough skill, I feel like. like Toph had an unbelievable year as well. You know, like, if you look at the productive, some guys had down years. But if you look at their careers, they had good years when they were game changers as well. So the thing is, like, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and then decide, like, like, be better. You just have to be better. You know, like, at the end of the day, like, like you can point the fingers at each other, but it's not going to help, I think. If you do a contract up after next year, would you consider uh, signing? Yeah, I love, I love here for sure. Yeah, I, I told my family, told my wife I would love to be Calgary Flame forever, yeah. No, I actually enjoyed it these two years, kind of living in Canada, living in, in, in Calgary, and then the, every person I met here has been unbelievable to me, and I, I like the, where the franchise is going, and I think I see a lot of future in here, so definitely for sure. You talked about uh, the work that Bradshaw Loving did during the offseason and the team that he put together. Do you believe that if the bulk of this team comes back next season, you guys will be a lot better? Yeah, for sure. I think like it's, it's definitely a learning point for sure this year for us. It's going to make you stronger, I think, at least me. You know, I learn a lot. Um, I prove a lot. I play different situations and everything personally. So I think, uh, I mean, I can only... Talk about myself. I'm going to work really hard in the summer to be a better player for sure next year. I know everyone's got injuries, but Rasmus mentioned that he was still dealing with stuff related to the car accident. Just how much do you respect a teammate like that for putting himself through that this season? Yeah, I mean, that's not a common injury you see, right? <laughs> Get hit by truck. So I think, I mean, everybody's dealing with injuries at some point. Last year, though, we had like 10 guys with the broken bones in the playoffs, right? So, uh, um, I mean, it's a part of the game. I think we've been, uh, there's lots of professionalism in our group for sure, and I think that helps to stay healthy. Uh, knock on the wood. Hopefully, we'll keep going like that for sure. The key to the, uh, the offensive totals for you, the, they doubled uh, your career high in goals. Did you, did you know that was there? Like, is that uh, something that you've been waiting to, to show? Well, I mean, I feel like when I was drafting, was getting drafted, I was, they were categorizing me as the two-way defenseman. So I think it was definitely was there. I was in power play in London. I was in power play my first two years in Buffalo. I was in power play my first year in Colorado as well. I think it, it, little bit, it changed a little bit. You know, you get some different coaches through your career who, like, asking you to do different roles. So, and then I had a couple uh, injuries for sure. I think would kind of stop me from, like, Kind of, it helped me like being more like simple player, but I think now it's kind of coming back again. You know, I, th- I think I have enough skill to be two-way defenseman in this league, and I think I proved it this year for sure. You've all talked about it before. What affected having Daryl as your coach last season, and what did he unlock of you uh, in Calgary? Just the the little things like what kind of helped me to play better hockey. I think the preparation was the biggest mistake for me. I was young. I wasn't like take care of myself, preparing myself, you know, like it takes time to learn. Defensemen, it takes time to, like not every defenseman can come and play really good at 20 years old. For some guys, it takes time to like grow up, you know what I mean? I grew up and I think Daryl helped me with that as well. He pointed on little things on the ice, what I can do better, what's going to make me better defenseman. And I was just listening to him and, and doing that last year. And I think I did a good job through these two years learning from what he wanted me to do for sure. Just one more. Um, what's, what's the biggest the biggest thing you learned, whether life or hockey? What's the biggest lesson you took away from the past nine months here? Oh, 
I don't know. It's t- <laughs> to kind of need a bottle of vodka and then we can talk about that for an hour. It's a cra- that's a crazy question. Yeah, it's a life question. Yeah. There you go. Nikita's off. Uh, having some fun with the media at his uh, last media availability of the year. Flames locker room clean out continuing. Uh, our coverage here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We still have to hear from Noah Hannafin. He is a UFA after next season. What's his future like with the team? Milan Lucic is a UFA. Does he have interest in coming back to the Calgary Flames? We'll hear from them next. Plus, more of your texts and more reaction to locker room clean out day for the Calgary Flames. Continue listening in right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, we have been all day wall-to-wall coverage, locker room clean-out for the Calgary Flames. We've been reading your text throughout the afternoon, reacting to what you've heard from the players. Still a couple more voices to hear from before we end off a three-hour edition of Sportsnet today. But a quick reminder, if you didn't hear from or missed some of the players you wanted to hear from, they are up wherever you get your podcasts. Hour one, and I believe hour two is up already, right, Cam? That's right, buddy. So you can go and check out, maybe you wanted to hear from Elias Lindholm or Mackenzie Weger. They were in hour one, hour two at Backland, Tanev, Coleman, Markstrom, Huberto, wherever you get your favorite podcast, Google, Amazon, Spotify, please like and review while you're there. Hour three will be up uh, once we finish things off. And we've already heard from Tyler Toffoli, Rasmus Anderson, and Nikita Zadorov. In just moments, we'll hear from Milan Lucic. And Noah Hannafin, you can keep sending in your texts at 960-960. Read a couple of them today. Quick reminder, no Daryl Sutter, no Brad Treliving as part of media availability today. They are still in the process of player exit interviews and other year-end tasks. So we will hear from the GM and and the head coach uh, another day here in the city of Calgary. Some of your texts. Uh, from last segment, and uh, before we get to Milan Lucic and Noah Hannafin, uh, this one says, my guess is that, yes, Kyle Dubas is gone from Toronto at the end of the season. Brad is as good as gone there. That's from Lane and Bearspaw. Uh, this one says, team building is like making a great chili or mole. It takes time to uh, mix the flavors. Chemistry was off due to the new ingredients. Let it simmer. And run it back. That one from uh, an Oilers fan, apparently. Uh, this text says, seems like we alternate in and out of the playoffs every year. We're just initiating the new guys into the system. We'll be back next year. Uh, this one says, disappointed fan. I was of the mind that the team should have started a rebuild or retool when Johnny and Chucky left. I actually said that was the best course of action if the two left. When that question was posed by your stations prior to Johnny and Chucky leaving, that said, I didn't expect Tree to get the return he did for Chucky. That was impressive in the situation. I hope Tree comes back. He's done well for the team in his time here. I think next year the team will be better, hopefully with an infusion of youth, along with the core group, 
and maybe a tweak or two. Uh, this text says, where's Murray Edwards today? If the mandates are coming from him, then shouldn't he at least be there to answer questions about the direction or lack of from his team? And uh, Greg in Varsity sends this one in. One of two things is happening with Treliving. He's either leaving at the end of the contract or since he's good, such a good contract negotiator, uh, he is extracting maximum value. I have no idea um, when exactly the end date comes on a Treliving contract. Uh, I do know this, Greg. Uh, something needs to happen with that sooner than later. Staying or going, um, you, you can't enter this important offseason without knowing what the direction needs to be like uh, and who the GM is calling the shots. So I have a feeling that will sort itself out uh, sooner than later. Uh, this is an interesting duo that came to the podium together today, Lucic and Hannafin. Milan Lucic finally at the end of that long contract he signed with the Edmonton Oilers, now heads into the summer as a UFA. Does he want to come back to Calgary? Does Calgary want to have him back? And Noah Hannafin, one of the many UFAs to be next season or after next season. And, of course, as most of them were asked today, uh, when the summer comes along, interested in a contract extension? What does your future look like with the Calgary Flames? Let's hear from both of these gentlemen on those topics and more. Milan Lucic and Noah Hannafin on Locker Cleanout Day from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Luch, expectations were really high for this team internally and externally this season. I know you've only had a few days, but have you been able to digest what happened this season? I mean, uh, I think the digestion started after the Nashville loss. So, yeah, we've had a couple of days to think about it all. And you know what? Like, in all my experiences, I, I don't think I've experienced a season like this one this year with uh, – all the one goal games and overtime losses and all that type of stuff. So it's 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 hard to explain. It's hard to digest. Uh, probably the the best team that I've been on to not be in the playoffs and and you know that's a disappointing part because I think we definitely could have done some damage if we did get in. But you know you, you look at it as a whole, thirty two. 32 team league and only 16 team gets 16 teams get in so it's 50 50 now so it makes it that much harder and um yeah it's just overall it's 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 disappointing that we aren't you know playing for uh a championship no would you be open to talking about contract extension this time um yeah i mean for sure i mean i think uh this is my fifth year here. It's a it's a great city. I mean, it's a it's an awesome place to play, and um, I really enjoy uh, you know being a part of it. And you know, it's a, a great fans and it's a great talent. So for sure, if everything uh, ends up working out, I'd definitely you know be open to talking about it. And have you put any thought into what next year holds for you? Uh, you know what? Uh, I definitely still want to continue playing, and that's. That's where my uh, that's where my head is at. I'm still healthy and you know still feel good and still enjoy the game and uh, so yeah, I definitely my plan is to continue playing. You want to continue playing here? 
honestly, I haven't I haven't really thought about where or anything like that. I definitely have to weigh out my options and uh, you know see who's interested and and all that type of stuff. And you know what? Uh, I've spent the last seven years here in Alberta. You know, I've I've enjoyed it. To be honest, I'm I'm actually really happy that this contract's over because <laughs> of the heaviness of it. You know, I've uh, you know obviously it didn't go as well as I had hoped. Um, so yeah, I just need to you know refresh my mind as far as that stuff goes, and then weigh all my options moving forward. Weigh on you day to day, like. Of course it did. I mean, you know, when you, you want to live up to the expectations of, of, you know, what you're getting paid and, and all that type of stuff. And, and, you know, for myself, I've, I've, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud person, you know, and uh, by no means do I feel like I didn't earn it. I definitely did earn it. And, but to not be able to live up to it was definitely something that weighed on me, you know, day to day. And, you know, it's just from a personal standpoint, it's just, you know, it, it, it was, it was hard to deal with at times, but like I said, it's like a weight lifted off my shoulder moving forward that, you know, I don't have to think about it anymore. Was that a production thing or were there other elements that you felt you weren't living up to? Well, I mean, well, this league is about production, right? You know, it's about wins and losses. It's about, you know, it is about, it's, you know what, my game has not always been about goals and assists, but you know what, when, when, it, when, it, when it was there in the past, you know, it was, it's something that you could look at, but when it wasn't there, it definitely, like I said, this, this league is about production and, and what you produce and, and, like I said, it's it's it weighs on you when you can't help out that way. You know, from the outside looking in, last season everything looked easy for this team: scoring goals, making saves, winning games. How much different was this season? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's definitely it's been a unique season for for me. You know, I think you know, like Luce touched on earlier, it's when you look back and at how many, you know, close games we were a part of this year and one goal games and, and overtime losses and you know, it's definitely it's it's crazy. And I think that's what stings a little bit because if we did get in, you know, I think being used to playing in those tight games would have been really beneficial for us instead of you know, last year I think uh, you know, we had a great team, but I think at times, you know, we, it came a little easy and we were just comfortable the whole year and you know, I think sometimes just to grind is is good for you and good for a team, but we just fell up a, a little short and um, you know, it's obviously disappointing when you look back how close you were to, you know, just a couple points, you know, three points you would have been in. And then you start looking at all the games and the situations, and it can be tough. And, I mean, every year it's different. You have a different team. You can't really compare teams. But, um, obviously, it's, uh, you know, it's disappointing when we aren't still playing. Well, and you hear it all the time about just players who love to come to the rink. You're kind of a, an old-school guy who has a, a lot of respect for this league. Do you still love coming to the rink? Did you like coming to the rink this year? I do, and I did uh, this year. So, I mean, that's that's a part of the reason why I want to continue playing is because I do love coming to the rink, and I think I speak for 
basically everyone on our team, and I know Hanny will say the same. We have a really good group, and we have a lot of guys that you know make it fun coming to the rink every single day. So um, obviously, it's it's better coming to the rink when you're winning, <laughs> and it's not like we. We, you know, we were awful this year where we were losing a lot. But, you know, when you compare last season and this season, you know, when you're winning all the time, you know, coming to the rink is a lot more fun. But I still I still did enjoy coming to the rink day by day. And if you don't return uh, here next year, what will stand out about your time in Calgary? I know the fans just have such an affinity for you. But what will, what will you remember most about your time in Calgary? And if so, is there a message to Calgary? Um, you know, it's, honestly, like I, uh, the people and the fans and, and living here is, was much better than I thought it would be when I got traded here. So I really enjoyed being a Calgarian and I really enjoyed um even even when I didn't even touch the puck, I was just going in on a four check and the fans just looing, you know, you know, yelling loo and all that type of stuff. It was it was I gotta say they 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 made it fun for me again. And I thank the people here for that and I appreciate um them making it fun for me again. And, you know, I talked about coming to the rink every day and having fun, coming here and playing home games. The fans made it fun every, every single day for me. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's the message that I have, and I thank uh, them for, for all that. Well, I can't remember how long ago it was. I think it was with Scott Oak on After Hours or something. You said you were close to, to hanging him up <laughs> or, or leaning that way. How close were you back then? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it it wasn't fun. And I feel like regardless of what your job is or what you're doing in life, you know, you, you should enjoy what you're doing. And it got to a point where it wasn't fun coming to the rink anymore and all that type of stuff. But like I said, I, th- I think I, I, I got to give my teammates, you know, as much probably most credit out of anyone for making it fun for me again and like I said the city the you know the Calgarians and all that type of stuff so they they made it fun for me again and like you know like I talked about it was it was tough at one point when you're when your low is 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 really low but you know I'm that's why I'm thankful and grateful to to have had the people around me that I've had here in Calgary and and like I said I think I I should probably thank and be most grateful for is is my teammates because they're the ones that have they're the ones that made it most fun for me again. Last question to Wes. No, I, you're part of the young core of this team. What what needs to change here for the results to be different moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I can only speak kind of from my standpoint individually. You know, I think, uh, 
know, this is my fifth year here in Calgary, and I think like as a, as a player, I think you know, I've gotten better and better at times, but I think there's still another level I can get to, and I think even just in terms of leadership and, and kind of having that standard and, and kind of holding that for like the culture, I think that's something you know some of us younger guys can kind of be a bigger part of and, and help out with. And, and uh, I mean, we have great guys. We have a great great group of guys like Luke Shed and and uh, I think for some of the guys in my age group, you know, I think we can take another step in terms of uh, you know raising that standard and making sure that uh, the culture here is uh, is progressing in the right direction. There you go. Milan Lucic and Noah Hannafin, their uh, media veils at Locker Room Cleanout Day. want to squeeze one more in for you before we get out this hour. Dylan Dubé and Troy Stetcher, a career year for Dylan Dubé, 45 points, 18 goals, 27 assists, and Troy Stetcher, a nice piece on the uh, trade deadline acquisition side of things for the Calgary Flames down the stretch. Uh, quickly hear from those two on Locker Room Cleanout Day at the Dome. Dylan, you were one of the players who had a career year. How would you explain your success this season? Uh, it was, uh, I don't know. I think it was uh, a lot of uh, do with I was playing with Lindy and Toff majority of the year. I think they helped me out and uh, trying to build my game. It was uh, it's a pleasure to play with those guys, and um, you know, I learned a lot from playing with them. When you play with guys, you learn a lot, and, and uh, I was very fortunate enough to be able to play with them. Dylan, you've been here long enough to have a pretty good read on things. You've seen some highs and lows as a group. Where to get away from this group uh, on the um, I just think at the start of the year, I think we uh, took our team some time to get some, some chemistry, get familiar with each other. And um, since the deadline, we, we were playing really good hockey. Uh, I liked where our team was at. I thought it was, it was really good. We had a good run there at the end. And um, I think it was uh, kind of the start of the year, you say November. I think that was, you know, we we're kind of chasing the year after that. It's easy to forget, but this team was off to a really good start with all the big wins against big teams. And then there was like a win against Pittsburgh where I think you guys allowed like 20 shots in, in the second period. And even though it might not have been a complete 60-minute game, and then after that there's an Oilers loss. Did something kind of happen in that stretch where it looked as if you guys were really good, but you guys weren't able to kind of hold on to that winning momentum you started with? Yeah, yeah, because we, we had that really good start. We had a lot of home games here too. We were playing really good hockey, and then... Yeah, I agree with you. It kind of got away from us a little bit. We had a hard time closing out games, and I think it kind of just snowballed throughout that period. And we had that, that tough stint in November. Was where you think seven? We lost seven in a row. So I think that after that, we were kind of chasing it. And um, you give the guy a lot of guys a lot of credit, though. I think at the end of the year, guys worked hard and guys battled to give ourselves a chance. And you know, I think guys can be proud of that. And we ended, you know, we ended strong and tried to give ourselves a chance. Nothing really. So there's nothing you can kind of pinpoint from that stretch before the losing streak started that may have turned things. No, I, yeah, you know what? I think I think it was just those tight games that uh, I think it was in the back of our heads to to try and close out games. I feel like we were, uh, you know, almost got a little extra tight when I think they kept spiraling and kept going. I think it just, uh, you know, it bothered us a little bit trying to close out games. How did you, uh, how, how did you uh, like your time in Calgary, and, and how did you feel things, uh, things fit for you? Yeah, I loved it here, obviously. Um, I touched on it when I got here, but the transition was you know, pretty easy coming into a room where I knew a lot of guys, a lot of former teammates. So, um, you know, I give the players a lot of 
credit for you know making me feel welcomed and I think that kind of translated to the way I was playing. I really felt like I found my game again in this league and um, kind of found some of my offensive touch again. So um, just did what I could to help this team win as much as I could. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was content with how I performed. Would you, uh, would you want to come back as a UFA? Yeah, uh, I would definitely would. I love the group here. I had a lot of respect for the coaching staff. Um, I've touched on it. I have some family in town with my grandparents. So. Um, I enjoy playing in a Canadian market and having that pressure. So um, obviously it's not up to me and there's a lot that has to be determined. But um, if that opportunity presents itself, then, yeah, I'd love to come back. Troy Stetcher and Dylan Dubé, part of Locker Room Cleanout Day at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. That'll do it for us on Sportsnet today. Uh, three hours of coverage, some of it, uh, as much of it live as we possibly could. Uh, to get you uh, all caught up to date. That wasn't even everybody that spoke. There's still Nazim Kondry, Michael Stone, Dan Vladar. Uh, we'll have it all up for you as soon as possible for your listening pleasure. Uh, but thank you, of course, to Pat Steinberg uh, at the Scotiabank Sound making it all happen, like he always does with everything at the station, uh, so that we could bring you that coverage here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, thank you to Lou for joining us a little bit earlier. Great job from our producers today, Cam. Taylor and Colton keep it locked here for flames talk. That's coming up next with Pat Steinberg. Uh, plus we will have uh, extra content on all of our social feeds, standout quotes uh, from guys throughout the afternoon. Uh, there's already a bunch up on Instagram. Make sure you check out uh, Sportsnet 960 on Facebook and Twitter as well. And again, if you missed anybody, you want to go back and hear from some of your favorite players, the podcast is the way to go. Your favorite podcatcher, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, go back the hours. Very clearly labeled today with who uh, you heard from during the hour. So you want to go back and hear from Lucic. You want to go back here from Tanev or Backland or anybody else. Today, the perfect day to take advantage of our uh, wonderful podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. That'll do it for us on a Friday. Last day of the NHL regular season is here. When we come back on Monday, we'll start focusing in on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.